Welcome to Bitstorm, a comedy game design podcast by two guys who know nothing about comedy nor game design. I'm Trevor Scott, and with me as always is Ben Slinger. Hi, I am here. And guess what? We don't have a guest this week. That's all right. Yeah, it's You've been nice. working on Podchaser and I only reached out to one one group of people. So yeah, that's, that's okay. true. No, we, we, we've been a bit busy this week, so we didn't manage to, to get a guest together, but that's all right. It's been a long time, months and months since Trevor and I have done a Bitstorm by ourselves so it's gonna be fun and you know what other podcasters can do it so so can we <laughs> oh i don't know i don't know if i want to be alone on the same podcast with you trevor i'm used to having someone to save me if, if things come to that yeah especially because you know usually you do a lot of the heavy lifting i'm like color commentary so <laughs> you're just gonna be doing all the lifting tonight and <laughs> so you're just gonna go take a piss i won't even notice i'll just be going on about some ridiculous game with, uh, yeah, and then I'll have to edit out all my pauses. <laughs> yep. Since we don't have a guest, though, I thought I'd mention this podcast network that we joined. I don't think we've actually oh, yeah. mentioned it yeah. on the podcast, which I feel is, is kind of shitty, a bit lacking of us. It um, is kind of shitty. <laughs> Because they're all loving us and we're not sending any of our love out to them. So that's, that's right. But we, yeah, this is the Australasian Gaming Podcast Network, AGPN. Uh, if you search for hashtag AGPN on Twitter, then you, you'll get a bunch of great Australian, well, Australasian gaming podcasts. And we actually went to a meetup this week, uh, this Saturday, past Saturday night in Melbourne with a bunch of the, the local podcasters and, and a few down from Sydney as well. And it was awesome. Yeah, amazing. We all got drunk together and played games, and it was fucking great. Met some awesome people. So, um, if you if you follow us on on Twitter or, or Instagram, you would have seen Ben's amazing two high scores. <laughs> but um, so which podcasts were there? Myself. There was um, dialogue options. Yep. There yep, was reset great. podcast. Um, there was the hungry gamers. Uh, were there. Hungry gamers. Uh, uh, there was also the semicast. Yep. Yes. And okay, games were there as well, weren't they? I think so. I, d- I didn't meet anybody from their uh, from their podcast. I think, but um, and we did meet Sam. Sam, who has guested on the Inconsolables and does some other stuff as well. Yeah. So if you've if you've wondered where like Mitch from Pixel Sift and Andrew from the Inconsolables, they're all part of the AGPN as well. Daniel Mason from last week was on the. Um, yeah. Is also another AGPN member. Pete Corelli is now um, in the AGPN from uh, Game on Australia. So pretty much all the podcasters that we've been talking to lately. <laughs> They're yeah, all, all come from, from this network. I thoroughly recommend checking out Reset Podcast, um, Hungry Gamers, Semicast, Dialogue Options, yeah. Game on Australia, Inconsolables. Just literally <laughs> line up every single one and just listen to the latest episode of each and tell them that we sent you. <laughs> Great bunch of people. They've all been really kind and welcomed us into the group. So now that that love fest is over, I think we should play some click pitch, some two-player click pitch. It's going to feel limiting with only two words per uh, per pitch, but... Maybe it'll feel more freeing, though, because we've got more places that we can go and we're, we're less limited. Half the time we just end up ignoring one anyway, so... <laughs> yeah, so we'll, we'll just go with one word now. <laughs> How about no words? How about we just make up games? No, let's, let's get a prompt. So, for those who may not have listened before and who managed to sit through that long intro... <laughs> uh, Click Pitch is a game we play where each of us has a random word generator in front of us, and on the count of three, two, one, click, we click to get a new word, 
And based on the combination of those words, we are going to come up with a game idea. And uh, let's see how it goes. Let's do it. Three, two, one. Click. Constitution. Blowing. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. Okay. (laughs) Now, depending on how we go, how we take constitution. (laughs) Oh, I mean, either way, could... (laughs) I guess it's more depending on how we take blowing, actually. <laughs> so, constitution. Constitution, often when it comes to games, I'm thinking like the D&D sense of, okay, you know, how, um, just, your, just your general, yeah, I don't know, what's the definition for constitution when it comes to that, like your hardiness, hard, hardiness kind of thing, you know, how much poison affects you, stamina usually comes from your constitution, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so, we could take it there or we could obviously go to the document. Well, if you take it to the document, you can you can have it like you've got the, the constitution sitting there with lots of dust on it. And if you blow too hard, you actually blow a hole right through the bastard. So you've got to just gently blow the dust off. Now, <laughs> whether, you, whether you use, you know, like your breath into like the um, 3DS microphone or whatever, um, I was thinking that instead... Instead of, you know, you controlling a, a mouth in the game, you actually control, like, a, a thing of compressed air. <laughs> okay. So, you can blow a hole right through the bastard really easy with, like, compressed right. air. So, you sort of um, use breath mechanics into the mic, and depending on how hard you blow into the mic depends on how hard the flow of air is from the compressed air gun. Yeah, well, uh, I, I like this idea. So, it's kind of an archaeological, like, Nicolas Cage National Treasure kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, tracking down these old documents, one of, you know, maybe the final boss is the US Constitution. Um, <laughs> yep. But I think with the blowing mechanics, I kind of like the idea of it, instead of literally blowing with your mouth, it's more of a surgeon simulator <laughs> kind of situation where you, you've got these heavily analog controls that are controlling each upper and lower lip. And then, like, the compression of your lungs kind of thing. <laughs> so, and maybe, like, the direction of your head. So, it's just this... Uh, let, well, let, let's try to work out the controls. Let's try to figure out how that would go. So, 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 you're taking a mechanic that's never really been used well, like blowing mechanic, and turning it into quop. Well, it's not quop. <laughs> exactly. Quop is very digital. <laughs> right? You're either pressing a button or you're not. I'm thinking... Analog quop. <laughs> tr- analog triggers for your upper and lower lip. And that, like, <laughs> the more it holds down, the more your lips are pursed. But if you do it too tight, then the, you're, like, if you do a, a powerful breath of air, then it's going to, like... Blow be, the back of your head Yeah, out. it's going to be too... Well, it's just going to be too powerful on that piece of paper. It's going to tear right through it. It has to be it's this really soft breath. But to get that real sweet spot... It's got to be difficult, right? So I'm thinking you're, you're pursing your lips with your left and right triggers in a very analog fashion. <laughs> and then your thumbsticks, well, one thumbstick controls like your head position, uh, inverted controls, of course. Uh, and the other. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not go down that road. And then the other is like your lungs. So, like, when you pull back. Like down on the thumbstick, that's your breath in. And then you have to let it out and you can let it out at different rates. And yeah, you have to blow all the. You have to blow all the dust off these off these precious documents. <laughs> They're very fragile. So I'm gathering that you're going to pull back to breathe in, and you hold it there to breathe in, and then you've got to very slowly push it forward. 
Yeah, exactly. To let out that like slow breath. It's sort of okay. I've got a controller in front of me. I'm just going to try this for a second. All right. Well, getting to that dead zone is is like a complete bitch. <laughs> yeah, it's hard. <laughs> because the dead right? zone it's is hard just to move pulling it slowly. Yeah, it's pulling it right into really the middle. Fun. Um, okay, but but just uh, that and hard mode um, is that you actually have to you'd have to do that for the whole game. Like it, if it, you have to keep breathing even when you're running around finding the documents. <laughs> So, like, so you're pulling in, out. Yeah, in, in out. It's out. Right. If you forget too long, <laughs> then he just starts going. Your character just starts going blue, falls over, dies. <laughs> so that's um, hardcore mode. Yeah, that's your hardcore mode for sure. <laughs> oh, see, I was thinking hardcore mode is the same thing, but with nostril control instead. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe there's a modifier. Maybe oh, we're already using the triggers. I guess maybe the bumpers. <laughs> like if you're holding. One of the bumpers, then then that means you're breathing through the nose instead of the mouth, <laughs> and so you could have some yeah, you could add some extra complexity around that, or maybe each bumper is one nostril, and <laughs> <laughs> and that's you holding in that nostril. <laughs> and the thing is, the thing is, these documents have been there for so long. There's some really bad bugs that are like viruses that could be hanging around that humanity's never seen before. If you get too sick then your nose is going to be all stuffed up and you have to make sure not to, like, <laughs> breathe snot into your brain through your nose. <laughs> Disease meter gradually goes up. Like, yeah, oh, exactly. <laughs> oh, shit, breathe through my mouth. But you don't get as, like, deep a breath if you suck it into your mouth. You have to get that real nostril. <laughs> and and then, you know, as, as it... <laughs> I'm just imagining now that... Like I love this. Anyway, go on, yeah. Right at the end of each level, you you actually like you know how you got A level and B level and S level for a lot of these lot of yeah. these games. Yeah. Um you've got like mouth breather and <laughs> yeah. and like all these all these other other sort of things. Pavarotti. <laughs> for lung control and all that sort yeah. of stuff. And it's like different stats. You, you yeah, could you've actually got have, like one of those little... have different stats and um that, that enables, you know, to to have trophies for for the PlayStation Store and you know the yeah well it could have like you could have a little graph Steam of your and... of your like blood oxygen level throughout the whole like period of that level mm-hmm. to make sure that you did keep breathing the whole time like if it dips too low then you're not going to get your your full score and and yes the constitution is the end but maybe um, you got another level where you're driving to the museum and you get pulled over for a random breath test <laughs> so you know how you got to like. Keep breathing till yeah, I keep say breathing stop. The whole time. So you, yeah, so you can't do it too fast a breath. Because you're only, as you're pushing it forward, that is continuing the breath. But it's such a small thumbstick area that trying to keep that going for the amount of time that you really need to get it going, which is yeah. like five seconds. Yeah, absolutely. It has to continually be moving forward. If it moves back at all, he asks you to start it again yeah. in the in the hardcore mode. And then there's bonus levels where it's a cutscene and you go home and there's a surprise birthday party for you and you have to blow out the candles in one breath. <laughs> but in that, you've also got to control, like yeah, like like the, where you're blowing, like the movement of of the um the right thumbstick, like left and right. Then you know, sort of. Oh, is that the blowing? Head. Oh well, no, that's what I was saying. That the left thumbstick moved your head around, but maybe the right, okay. maybe yeah, maybe you can like put some English on your breath. Yep. If, if you don't go completely straight, it's basically like one of those golf games uh, where you chip the ball a bit if you don't do it straight. But maybe there's a maybe you, you want to do that intentionally sometimes to like um, curve your breath, wanted style, like bullets. Because <laughs> <laughs> there could be like challenge. I'm like fuck. There's so many things you could do with this control scheme. Because there could be like challenge missions where there's a candle behind a, a wall of glass and you have to like 
You have to like blow around it, and you could because you could take advantage. You could take advantage of like breezes and stuff. Maybe as you level up, you get to start seeing like air currents through the air. Fuck, you could go so many places with a breath-based well, game. You you know you know what could actually be telling you which way it's sort of, which way the wind's sort of going. Just like a pinwheel, you know. <laughs> Yeah, okay. It, You're just carrying there, around one a pinwheel. Every, I'm just I'm even thinking that there's one in every level and it sort of tells right. you which way the wind's just, blowing. It just happens to be or a windsock or something. <laughs> it's a piece of string on a stick. But you know, then you could have like some Rube Goldberg esque stuff that you've got to like set off, you know, something in motion with your breath and then yeah. something else happens and then you've got to breathe at the right time to Well, because you get could also take this and we're going maybe we're moving away from constitution like finding ancient documents but maybe your day job you're a cop and so you have like you have to put fingerprint powder on stuff and blow that off (laughs) but at the same time you've got these like special uh, like super practice blowing superpowers and you use that to help solve the crime yep um so as you said before constitution can also be like your health score and all that sort of stuff yeah yeah you know we can we can go away from the constitution as in u.s constitution that's like the boss level the health and you're blowing on old documents you're gonna get diseases and stuff well and and bringing back i mean even just bringing back that idea I said of your like oxygen, blood oxygen. Um, if you don't keep breathing well enough, then that affects your stamina and stuff. It affects your strength. Mm. You know, you have to get it back up to a good level by breathing normally. And you can't breathe too fast because you like hyperventilate. You just got to keep that even. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not throughout the whole game, at least not on it on the standard modes. But you know, when it counts. Yeah, when it counts. Like you can't keep a breath going for fifty seconds. Like that's just impossible. well, that's it. And you can't you can't hold your breath for too. Like you can't pull back on the thumbstick and then get distracted and not let it go because your vision will just start going black and, and yeah. game over. You and died. If, if you if you hold back for too long, you keep on trying to breathe in and in and in and in, in, and eventually, like you see the like the tunnel vision sort of coming in because he's like he's trying to breathe in too much and you oh, can't I hold think breathe think, out I think for too we, long. I think we I think we're thinking quite slightly different. I think that. I think that when your thumbstick hits, and we're going really into the minutia of this control scheme, but <laughs> when your thumbstick hits the the back, I think that's mm-hmm. the limit. I think that's your lung capacity. So it's all okay. about how slowly, but how slowly you can get there while still actually moving it. Um, okay, and then just like we were saying, you have to breathe it out really slowly as well, and push it forward really slowly. But that's and that's about sort of how. Uh, and then when you get to the top, that's when you've run out of breath. So, one more thing before we before we move on. Yeah, because we really what should. about what about the obligatory water level? <laughs> yes. So, so it is about holding like, your breath and then or, or like, holding your breath and and letting you know, the bubbles out, letting letting the bubbles out just as you go, and it's sort of like an on the rail shooter sort of thing. Yeah. Um, because obviously we can't control everything. Um, but you can sort of you know, run out you, of. Yeah, move your head around, but if you if you're not letting the bubbles go at a, at regular intervals and that sort of stuff, yeah. You know, How do you get more air? Or do you, do you get to go up to the surface and? Well, you you got like a panic button that you can press, maybe, and that that sends him up. But again, right? But like someone's shooting at him, or you know, there's some reason he needs to stay under the water, or he's like trying yeah. to hide. And the longer you can stay under, yeah. And if you let the bubbles awesome. go at the wrong time, then you know, yeah, start shooting, start shooting at you, and yeah, but. <laughs> This game fucking rules. <laughs> I don't know if you've ever gone underwater and 
tried to just Never. hold your breath and not um not just let it all out it's really really hard to just sit there and not let a little bit out at a time if you let a little bit out you sort of relieve that little bit of pressure and it's like let a little bit out let a little bit out i usually find that i can hold my breath a lot longer by doing that rather than yeah rather than if i just let it all out at the start and it's like no nah, <laughs> i'm gonna last yeah five yeah seconds. that's definitely the trick it's it's basically it's good we get to use that same mechanic there's so many ways we can use that Fuck, that game's awesome. All right, we should move on. We've talked about a game about breathing for too long. Oh, actually, there's another usage. You're recording a podcast and you have to make sure that you don't take <laughs> deep breaths right in the middle of your fucking conversation because then you, whoever's doing the editing <laughs> has to cut them out. <laughs> All right, three, two, one, click. Ah, I got to see ah. it for once. <laughs> Spending. Stagger. Spending and stagger. So I'm gonna take the first part and go stag, and it's a stag party. <laughs> okay, all right, that's and fine. It's, and it's all about managing how much money you're going to give out on each activity because right. you've got a limited amount, and you have to like get the most enjoy. Like everyone has to have the most enjoyment of the party. Like you're gonna mm-hmm. maximize everyone's enjoyment of the party. But some people aren't into strippers. Exactly. And you're all, like, and you also have to make sure that the people who really like to drink don't drink so much that they like ruin the party or pass out before the end. I suppose, is it a management sort of thing in which you're planning the stag party and then you see how it goes as you go and there's like mini games that you can play during it? Or is it more... Yeah, no, I like that idea. It could kind of be fairly simple, these fairly simple scenes. Like, yeah, you sort of, you get to plan out the activities from uh, a certain set of activities. Go-karting, yeah, paintball. Laser, laser hunt, well, yeah, like, yeah. Um, Boys weekend. <laughs> that's your marathon level. Um, yeah, but um, just like going out drinking, going to the strip club. I mean, these are the later ones, you know. Playing go, poker. Going back to the hotel. Yeah, playing poker, smoking cigars. you gotta, you got to figure out which alcohol to buy. And then during the course of the, like, level, you have to, you get to, you get to decide who... Like maybe you're you're basically acting as bartender as well. Like you'd have to decide who gets what drinks when. Yep. But if you turn them back when they ask for it, they'll get pissed off. So there's so like I'm, a I'm just wondering. I'm just wondering. Do you need like some money for like hospital expenses and maybe like, yeah um hotel hotel costs for you know the Vegas level where the obligatory um hotel destroying scene actually happens and therefore you know you've got to have money left over for that. <laughs> Maybe you're like a stag party planner, or maybe you've just got lots of friends getting married. So you, and your best as you go up, as you go up levels and levels, you get maybe you're just getting maybe it goes up. You got richer and richer friends getting married, so you get more budget. Um, or maybe it's just that your uh, uh, once you start, your reputation starts getting around, and people want to give you more money. Like you mm-hmm. know, everybody chips in a certain amount, but they're going to want to chip in more because they know it's going to be awesome based on how you've done it in previous stag parties. So yeah, let, let's go through sort of the because uh, yeah, I'm liking where this is going. Let's go through mm-hmm. the steps that you take while playing the game. So I think you start off, you're on your first um, wedding. So and- the opening scene happens. And someone's come to you and said, I want you to play my steak party. Yeah, I want you to be and my best man, basically. And you go out and you've got maybe a little dossier saying, Mike loves go-karting, um, alcohol, strippers, and they're the only things that you sort of get. But yeah. you can only sort of choose depending on, on the budget. You know, yeah. You get to sort of set the budget and whether people are going to really want to do this. So you've got or- different qualities. And there's there's got to be some hidden stats too that you don't necessarily find out until... You know, a certain 
stage through the party and then maybe you have to improvise a bit uh, later on um, to, to make sure it doesn't just go to shit because it turns out uh, that, that they don't like strippers. And that was that was the false lot of info that um, maybe Barry really really likes the strippers, but Mike absolutely hates them. Well, yeah, that's Barry, it. Like Barry so, slipped the information. Yeah. So going back. So going back. I think um, I think character customization can play into this. Doesn't have to be super mm-hmm. in depth, but I just I like the idea that you have. Uh, well, either you can you can customize yourself, and then uh, the 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 grooms are. Um, randomly generated in some way or you mm-hmm. can or you can customize them as well but i think like as you do each groom well basically like the game gives you a pool of friends and these are all the people who are going to come to these stags nights because it's this group of friends and so yep. you're going to get to know these people but yeah you only find out the information about them as well as you go along you you get a little bit up front for whoever's uh stag night it is and then as you go you realize oh yeah like donovan if you, if you give him tequila, he's just going to go completely off the rails. So, you know, you know that for future stag nights and especially for his own one when that comes up. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm thinking the first one is just like super low budget. It's like... They, they could only afford five bucks each or something like that. And yeah, yeah. So, you get you've like got to really a keg. Stretch that out. You've got a keg that you could get. It's in someone's backyard. You had to... Yeah, you, you bought a pack of cards. <laughs> 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 and a whole heap of downloaded a whole heap of movies they're, off Pirate Bay. Yeah, they're porno cards at least. If you shell, shell out the extra five bucks, you might get a bit out of it because they're porno cards. Until you find out that Justin is gay, and so you know, I mean, he's just he's just it's fine. He's just not going to be as into it. He's not going to get that boost. But that also means that he's not going to ask for you to organise his stag party when when he gets married. Because in this amazing reality, it's in Australia, and, and then the, it's not um, legal yet. Same sex, same no, 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 no. Oh, the same on. sex laws have have actually you know come into effect because this is an enlightened oh Australia. But didn't you say he's not going to ask us? Yeah, but. Uh, I think he he's going to have a stag party, and we want him to ask ask us. So, so therefore, oh, you're yes. going to want to. All right. Yeah, you're saying you're going to want to because we, him, right? Because we didn't please him well enough, he didn't have enough fun at this stag party. He might not ask us to do his. Exactly. Right. That was that. I got very mixed up in my head. Um. Now I understand. Yes. Yes. It was a very simple concept that somehow you fucked up. <laughs> well, because I thought you were saying. And this is going into too much detail about this one thing. But I thought you were saying <laughs> that he's not, he's not going to invite us to his stag party. And I thought you were going to make a comment that because we're in Australia, same-sex marriage isn't legal. And so, we can't. And that's ridiculous because it should be. But you were sort of going the other way. You are saying that- I was going the other way, that this is an enlightened Australia and not- Right. A fantasy world. In fact, no, fuck it. It's it's in America because they're actually more enlightened than us in in that respect. Well, yeah. Um, because it allow it allows for the Vegas trip and all that sort of stuff. Okay. I I think I think later on, I mean, in one of the last levels, you got the dead hooker to deal with, and that's going to be an absolute oh, bitch geez. for you to actually deal with. What? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. I it, guess. It's anyway. It's like this. This is where the whole know. game has been leading up up to. And it becomes, you know, that movie, Very Bad Things. <laughs> I do know that movie. Yeah. Christian Slater, Cameron Diaz. <laughs> right. <laughs> that went off the rails a little bit. Now, so, no, but I, I like this idea. Um, let's keep going with it. Yep. Yeah. So, as you go on, you you get this, you get the same group of people. So, yeah, you start to get to know people and, yeah, and you get more money each go around. So, you can splurge a little bit more. 
Um, so you've got your planning phase. It's kind of a bit like Rainbow Six. <laughs> you've got your planning phase <laughs> where you're setting out the different steps of where the location you're going to be, the activity, maybe how much. Breach I mean, point. <laughs> breach point. Yeah. Oh, jeez. <laughs> That's also in the hooker level. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, No, the, and you know, you might have to say upfront, like, how much each thing is going to cost. So you use, you know, X amount of your budget, but then you've got your on the go, uh, like your your actual um, live run as it's happening, and you're going to have to pay for things during that as well. You know, it's like tipping waitresses, it's paying for drinks uh, and food and, um, yeah, other, other, other things that come up, bribing people to get you in places that are, you know that you might not be able to get otherwise that are that are full up because you you didn't know that they wanted to go to this particular bar or this particular night yeah or you could even you know there's just random events that get thrown in like you know there's a function on that night at the bar you wanted to go to someone else's wedding so you so you bribe the bouncer and you crash it and it and it you know that could turn in that could go really badly like if if whatever reason that and i don't know how much detail you go into these like it could just be you know, one of those random things based on their stats and it just tells you the outcome. Or you could have some sort of mini game where you have to stealth around and not, and like pretend that you belong in this wedding. <laughs> it could turn into this epic stag night that is told through the ages of how we crashed this wedding and like drank all their free booze. Or you could get busted and you got kicked out in your ass and you were stone cold sober and it fucking sucked ass. So I was imagining that after you'd gone through the planning stages, because you were talking rainbow six it was going to then turn into like a first person sort of sort of game where maybe you're you're the driver that you're driving these people to this place right. in, this, in your party bus in this particular instance yeah. and so you drive to this location you get out you bribe the guard you know you're you're having to interact and and sort of listen into some of these conversations as you're going and then you know it's a proximity to um to the to the groom to be, it's a, it's yeah, a um, yeah, it's a proximity to the best man, and you've got some way to... of like keeping tabs on their mood and their alcohol level, and yep. you know that sort of thing. Whether it's yeah, I mean, it's just it's a game, so you get stats to help you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and you and you exactly, and it can be things like yeah, you you choose your method of transportation. So if you got to get around, if you all got to squeeze into Barry's fucking beat up shit machine, then the in between locations they're going to lose a lot of their buzz and their sort of um, enjoyment level. Whereas, yeah, if you shell out for the party bus, it's going to be more expensive, but that's actually going to go up in between. Yeah, and and if you are in Barry's Datsun 120Y, um, then yes, you are going to have to, um, you are going to have a much cheaper cheaper time, but then someone has to remain sober to actually drive. Whereas if you're doing the um, if you're doing the party bus, then well, that's interesting because I yeah, I mean, because you were saying we're the driver, so I just assumed we'd be the designated driver each time. But yeah, I suppose you could if you got a bus or hired someone. Like, do you have to then monitor your own alcohol levels as well and how much fun you're having? Is that part of the um, <laughs> the balance, or does that make it too difficult? I, I think I think in a harder mode, then, then maybe you're you have to actually monitor your own enjoyment level as well because. <laughs> I mean, technically, technically you've, you've got to do that anyway, because if you're playing this game and you get bored, <laughs> well, yeah, then, you, but then like, you've got to stop playing and then you're not going to reach the You can drink as much level. as you like outside of the game. <laughs> <laughs> so it comes with DLC that comes in the form of vodka and tequila. <laughs> no, I'm thinking it comes in with, with a pack-in breathalyzer so that if you actually do drink outside of the game, then you can't drive them home. <laughs> 
because <laughs> you get if you get pulled over, you're fucked, and then you have to br- hold back on the stick, breathe. <laughs> <laughs> this is just the just part of the DLC for <laughs> for the other game. <laughs> uh, no, this is this is awesome though. Like, I just yeah, I, I really like that general idea of you know place to place. You're sort of really having to balance their mood and alcohol and different different stats. Uh, make sure they don't get too high as well. Like, I meant. I mean, make sure their stats don't get too high, but also make sure your yep. people don't get too high. They can be part of it. Yeah, especially if it's in America, if it's in if it's in one of the states where it's legal. Oh, of course. Uh, and we, d- we don't condone anything illegal except for the prostitution and like <laughs> <laughs> except for killing hookies, H- hookies, Kill- killing hookies. We we don't condone killing hookers. No, it's just occasionally. It just happens in the game. For Sexual some violence is really not. We should not go. There. <laughs> what was I going to say? But yeah, just like and the and. And, you know, you, you want it to reach that peak right at the end of the night. Like, it's sort of the timing of, you know, balancing that, the, balancing it that whole way through and then just reaching that peak. And, and that's how it becomes this, like, epic, epic thing. And then maybe there's a hangover next morning minigame. <laughs> <laughs> that's DLC. Hangover is the it's, DLC. It's a hangover movie time. But, all right, let's do one more click pitch. Three, two, one click. Ooh. Lover. Attach. Attach lover. <laughs> okay, so um, this is going to go a little bit weird, but bear with me. <laughs> all right, try not. You're to be a dog. Tr- okay, <laughs> that's all right. I was going to say try not to be too sexist about this one. Not that we were necessarily you're, before, but like you're a dog. All right, and it's it just it just so happens to be a dog lover game, and and you know. This is biological, but what happens when dogs are having sex, but then they try to stop in the middle of it? There's something called a knot. <laughs> so no, they're actually come on. <laughs> come on, Trevor. We can't make a game out of the knot in a dog's penis. For fuck's sake. <laughs> Three, two, one, click. Trevor. <laughs> <laughs> oh Jesus! I can't believe I got all the way through that without actually pissing myself laughter. So attach and lover. <laughs> Should we just click again? I think click again. You already did. You already said three to one click. Yeah, Go from that then. Right. Approval. Paging. Paging doctor approval. Paging. So, I mean, it could be said in the 80s and everyone's got pages. Some sort of mechanic around having to find a phone after someone's paged you. <laughs> um, Sorry, dude. <laughs> what? What did you think of now? <laughs> Still the same thing. <laughs> Same idea. How do you get dog penis out of paging and approval? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you fucking lost it. I love it. (coughs) Hey, Trevor, grab your thumbstick. Breathe in, breathe out. (laughs) Oh, shit. (laughs) 
<laughs> I didn't realize how funny this is. I need my be. puffer. Okay, so paging and approval. I still don't know how you got from that. Anyway, or you're just still laughing at the idea. I was still laughing at the idea and trying to work out a way of actually bringing them up bringing again, them up and again. it just <laughs> just you just oh shit. <laughs> I've actually got a headache now. <laughs> All right. Okay, so paging and approval. Paging. And yeah. Approval. So do you, so yeah. Eighties pages. Yep. Uh, I'm not sure where the approval comes in, or maybe you're in school in the eighties and. You get paged and you have to get to a phone without getting the teacher's disapproval. So, just basically, okay. you know, it's a stealth, it's a school-based stealth game. We've been paged and you have to make it to the public phone, you know, in the in the office. Or, I don't know, where would a public phone be in a school? Do they, do they even just have Just any phone, even. Yeah, I guess, it, I mean, I like, guess it can be any phone. Yeah, actually, that's a good point. So, if you go for the, like, the receptionist's phone in the office, you've got an extra challenge. But if you go to the payphone, you need to have, you need to have some coins. But it's closer. Yeah, well, it depends on where you, it depends on what classroom you're in, right? So, because you got a pager, is it like when you're slightly older? Um, so say yeah. college. Uh, well, I'm just thinking like late high school. Okay, late like high school. year ten, eleven, twelve, sort of thing. Seniors for Americans, I guess. Mm-hmm. So you know, like sixteen, seventeen, kind of age. So walk me through it. You're sitting in a class, you get a page, your character looks down. So, there's a, there's a few different aspects here. The level starts, you're sitting in a classroom. From a meta gaming point of view, you know that a page is coming. So, one of the aspects as well is that you have to turn it off quickly enough that the teacher doesn't get pissed off by the sound of it as well. Yep. If you leave it going too long, then you're going to get the teacher's attention. It's going to make it harder to sneak out. Maybe you can switch it to vibrate and then you literally have to use like the rumble on your controller to know when it's going. Mm-hmm. What about those keyboard and mouse people, though? Fuck them. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Uh, turn your speakers up really loud. It just like does a does a low frequency hum. Uh, I don't know. We'll let the devs figure that out. Maybe it comes with a peripheral. Maybe it comes with a pager. And it just literally sends a page to it. <laughs> <laughs> I, for some reason today I love the idea of like analog controls for stupid things because I'm thinking you've got a button to just turn it off but then you have to use the analog controls to make your character look down at it to see who it was that paged or to see the number oh, you yep, have to call yep. and you have to make sure that the teacher doesn't see you do that uh, I mean I guess technically you wait until you're out of the classroom to do that bit but I don't know maybe maybe not all calls are necessary for you to to do right away or something maybe there's some some sort of false positives that come up and it's just pager spam <laughs> oh yeah, I'm sure that was a thing. What one of them? One of them is your brother going. What do you want for dinner? So just sidebar. I never had a pager. How the fuck does a pager work? It's just like a really short text message thing, right? Yeah, that's what I thought it was. Actually, that's not true. I did have a pager. I had a pager for work, so I guess I know that. Yeah, you can send like I don't know, like 32 characters or something. It wasn't much. Most people just sent yep. like a phone number to say call me. How did people like type in? Where did people type in what to send on the to a pager? Oh, I've got no freaking idea. Maybe maybe we can get the devs to work that out, and then <laughs> that's another part of the game that, like in an asynchronous multiplayer sort of thing, you can send out a whole heap of pages to these people, and then you get a page yourself. So you you know you can. Sorry, I'm looking up pages uh, <laughs> to see how people like how how it was sent. I still can't. I still can't see it. Anyway, sorry. Start that bit again. Multiplayer. Yep. So maybe I can be sending out pages to 
to people some of the some of the fake stuff. Right. And it um each fake one just goes out to different different people. Right. Oh, I see. So it's sort of one of those things just like if you're online, you might get actual pages from other people playing yeah. the game. Okay. That's cool. Um you you just enter them in. It doesn't necessarily go like who you're sending it to or Yeah. yeah. You you create a page and it goes out there. We've got to have some sort of like awesome technology in there to to stop lots of swear words and and things that are not appropriate. Or not. They've only got so many characters on like one line. What how much how much how much can they do? I guess racial slurs and things. <laughs> And then all of a sudden, this game was banned <laughs> for, for allowing kids to see the N, the C, ESRB and the does F-word. not monitor online communication. We don't have the ESRB here. What's it called here? I don't yeah, know. I don't know. Australian classification or something. The assholes that block all our games. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you you um, you have to look at the pager, determine whether it's something you need to like. If there's a phone number, then you need to call it back, right? Or if it's like mum saying like, well, your girl, yeah, like girlfriend nine one one or whatever, someone saying nine one, yeah, your mum saying nine one one, so it's like, oh shit, I need to get out of class. Maybe there's an aspect of you've got options, you can try to sneak out of class, or you can just raise your hand and ask to leave, or maybe you get like one freebie of I need to go go to the toilet, teacher, and they let you go. But if you do that too often within a class, because maybe you get multiple pages per class, I don't know. But if you do that too often, you, you can't uh, you can't keep using it. But maybe there's like a conversation tree where you can convince them <laughs> that this is an emergency. So I'm thinking American system here. So there's hall monitors that you got to watch out for. There's... Yeah. Know, they probably, you know... Teachers room They probably the do that here and... too at fucking private schools and shit, I reckon. I bet they do. Mm. Anyway, yeah. The, the, the high school that we all know and love from American pop culture and television. I don't understand how hall monitors can actually work i mean aren't they supposed to be in class i don't get it i, I don't know <laughs> is it when they have free periods and they give up their time to do that or something because they oh, maybe, maybe they do yeah you have to dodge the whole monitors that's part of the challenge then it becomes this stealth game uh, and you have to find a telephone um or maybe it's or maybe it's not even that you have to find a telephone maybe there are different missions that you get or may oh okay so maybe and some of them involve finding a telephone but some of them you've got codes like maybe you're a fucking drug dealer <laughs> Or maybe you can be, um, or maybe you're just buying drugs. I don't know, like missions where (laughs) you have to get to a certain place and meet someone or do a certain thing. Yeah, it doesn't necessarily all involve telephone, like telephones and calling someone back. That's cool. I like that. What, what else can we? Where else can we take that? Is there anything else there? Um, Again, like character customization would be cool to add. Like, there's just all those nice little features on these sorts of games. Yeah, because because it's a stealth game and all that sort of stuff. I, I, it's always very hard to get stealth working right. Yeah, that's true. Um, I mean, I suppose you've got the two aspects of the stealth game. You've got the sneaking out of class mm. aspect, but then the harder part is actually sneaking back in. And making sure that she didn't realise that you were gone the whole time. Yeah, that's true. Maybe you can, like, um, set diversions and stuff. Or page someone else in your class to, like, do something. Um, set a fire. <laughs> if you're in science class. Maybe that's one of the levels. You know, you can you can actually go, okay, put this chemical in here, this chemical in here, create this massive explosion and, and sort of sneak out, answer the page and... And everyone else is, you know, and if you quick, evacuating yeah, if you the classroom and then you can... the smoke clears. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, that's cool. So, yeah, there's lots of different ways that you can do that. Yeah, that's awesome. I'm, I'm seeing a, a lot of the ideas are damage to property and all that sort of stuff getting sent to the headmaster's office and, <laughs> and then you just don't happen to go straight to the headmaster's office. You check well, that the could even first. be a strategy is you need to enter a page 
you want to get out of class, so you just get sent to the headmaster's office. Do something in the class. You get sent there too many times, you can get suspended. Yeah, exactly. So there's penalties, and yeah, that's cool. There's, there's a lot you can do there. But no, I I do like I do like school based games. I feel like it's ripe for interesting game mechanics set, you know, in just a slightly different setting. Makes it brings it home a bit more. Mm-hmm. Although now let's add wizards. No, I'm just kidding. It's, no, it's that one Harry Potter. It worked then. <laughs> Veronica Fizzle 6 isn't going to work now. No, I'm doing it every game from now on. Just add wizards. That's what we should have called that episode. Just add wizards. I think it's about time to head into the Eye of the Storm. This is Eye of the Storm. We're just going to do a little bit of housekeeping. You know, you can find us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, at BitStormCast on all of those. Uh, we love mm-hmm. any comments that you can that you have for us. Uh, if you've got any ideas based on this week's prompts that you know we completely were blind to, tell us. We, we'd love to hear other people's ideas. We are on iTunes. Rate, review, subscribe there. We would love to have some more reviews on iTunes. Yeah, let us know. What and you on think. Facebook, for that matter. Yeah, let us know. Um, for sure. Any any feedback is good because it makes us feel all warm and warm inside. Makes us feel good special feedback. and. Just talk to us, please. We're lonely. We have a website, bitstormcast.com. We have all the episodes there and all the links to subscribe and all that sort of jazz. We'd like to thank Kuradust. Speaking of jazz. Um, <laughs> not really jazz. I think that's a little bit more um, hard rock and all that sort of stuff. I'd like to hear stuff. a jazz version of some of our tracks. Um, yeah, so if you haven't checked out our album Containment Failure by our ex-band Kuradust then go check that out kuradus.net we'd like to plug AGPN we would like to we'd like to plug AGPN we we won't we'll be quick because we spent like 10 minutes on it coming into the episode but uh, it's a great community the Australasian Gaming Podcast Network um, search for that on Facebook search for the hashtag AGPN on Twitter and just find lots of other great gaming podcasts alright let's get back into it now let's we're going to do our movie tie-ins segment that we did last week with Dan Mason and we've done a couple times well we've done once or twice before way back in the day and uh, this is a segment where we take movies or TV shows and come up with the game tie-ins that should exist for them whether they've had them before or not we're going to make them we're going to make them better Uh, so we actually put the call out on the AGPN Facebook group this week just before recording to get some ideas from AGPN members of uh Movies that we should do, and we got a bunch of great uh, suggestions. Trevor, do you want to introduce the first one? The one that made me literally laugh out loud the most was Pete Corelli's suggestion of Debbie Does Dallas. Yeah, yes. let's go. <laughs> Pete Corelli from Game on Australia is just Debbie Does Dallas. So, I don't know about you, I haven't seen Debbie Does Dallas. Uh, it's obviously... Neither have I. It's obviously... Uh, it's obviously a seminal porn movie, <laughs> So, I haven't seen it. I looked up the Wikipedia page for it. Okay. Can I tell you something? Looking at the plot section on Wikipedia for a porn movie is quite amusing. But basically, the idea is that it's a bunch of teenage girls who are trying to get mm-hmm. to like cheerleading camp or something, and they decide they're going to raise money by doing a bunch of jobs, but they figure out that after getting into a few sexual situations, they can raise money by fucking people, basically. <clears throat> okay. So, it's basically a time management game, right? It's like a business Okay, so um, at, at the start, you're, you're organizing between, like, bake sales and washing people's cars and, I don't know, going door-to-door with, like, cookies a la Girl Scouts. 
Yeah. Um, chocolate fundraising and then blowjobs. <laughs> I'm really uncomfortable with this. <laughs> I know they weren't teenage girls, like, actually feeling it, but they're supposed to be high schoolers. I don't know. I don't know, Pete. I think you fucked us on this one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure we can take that anywhere. No. Uh, so, Andrew Dottoli, who we have had on before and from the podcast, The Inconsolables, uh, suggested that we need a better tie-in for Scarface. Uh, so, there was now, there was a Scarface game, which is basically, uh, from what I recall, like an open world sort of thing, wasn't it? It was set after the end of the movie. Right. So, the whole movie happened and then it somehow continued. So, again, I haven't seen the movie. I know that's a um, bit of blasphemy in some circles. So, unlike me giving you crap for not having seen Sharknado last week, I also have to put my hand and say, sorry, I haven't seen Scarface. I've got it. I just don't, <laughs> just haven't actually seen it yet. So, let's just base it on the, on the, on what we know of it. It's about a gangster, there's cocaine, and. That has a scar on his face. He's got a scar on his face, and uh, he wants people to say hello to his little friends. So, maybe it's about these little cocaine goblins who are his little friends. Okay. And they, yep. like, deliver the cocaine for him. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's a bit of, like, a Pikmin sort of situation where you're, like, controlling a bunch of them, like, picking up cocaine, taking it to the right place. Okay, um, yep. You know, make sure that... So, they're kind of like, you know, in South Park, how you got the underpants gnomes. So, they're, they're kind of like, when people are asleep, they go they go out into, I don't know, where cocaine comes from. Maybe the cocaine fields and they go and pick it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Basically, the little baggies off the tree. Yeah, he's enslaved these little <laughs> goblins, uh, and you have to control them, picking picking from the cocaine trees. And yep, the uh, little baggies already pre prepared. Yeah, they just grow in those baggies. It's really convenient, actually. Yeah, and uh, and then take yeah, like guide them around and, and do your deliveries. You know, make sure that the the, the drug runs don't go bad. Um, given that it's got drug references, it's definitely banned here in Australia. So. Oh yeah, we can't use the names of. Well, no, it's only, it's only if we. Isn't it only if like we make we make it out that the drugs have positive effects? So, because I think that was I okay. think that was the problem. So if we just make sure that anything, anytime anyone takes cocaine, <laughs> or they any get a, other drug, they get a stat down. <laughs> okay, so uh, someone has penicillin, oh, stat down. Um, well, someone illegal, gets illegal, a vaccine, illegal drugs, illegal drugs, vaccine stat down. <laughs> Autism up. <laughs> no, no, not that. Uh, <laughs> I, 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 th- I think we've actually talked. Oh, no, that was Two Sweary Dads. If you haven't listened to Two Sweary Dads, go check that out. Yeah. <laughs> Vaccines don't We did something like 32 episodes of that. All right. Um, do you have anything more for Scarface? I feel like we're just going to have to fly through these. Uh, yep. Um, if we, we want to get through them all. But this is kind of fun. So, I, I'm sort of thinking that maybe with Scarface that each, each cocaine... Like baggy that you sell, you get a new little bit of scar, a new scar on your face. Oh, well, wait, your character does, or each goblin does. I'm I'm thinking maybe they they can't maybe the goblins come and etch it into your face just to just to show how much you've actually gone in the game because. Well, but I kind of like the idea it, of you, you can. His name is Scarface. But, I mean, he, yeah, that's true. Well, maybe there's a hierarchy of scars in that. Each time one of your one of your goblins does uh does a does a, a drug sell, they get a scar, and so it just it means you can really identify who your best people are, right? And so you you're gonna end up yep. having your your lieutenants who have been st- sticking around for a long time and survived a long time, and they're all scarred up, 
and the newbies are just all clean-faced, baby-faced. So, do you have, like, analog controls to actually give the scars? So, it's like that really... (laughs) (laughs) The title of this episode needs to have something around analog controls. Um, (laughs) Sure. You get a knife... (laughs) You just got full control. It's in VR. You've got one little VR bit and it's you put it's put the headset on, fucking cut your goblin Go to town. Cut your goblins, <laughs> you know, faces. Make them bleed. And and depth is very is very well, important. We can't make them bleed too, too much because they'll die. Yes. So Daniel Mason from last week. <laughs> Suggested Birdman. Have you seen Birdman Trevor? Um, Michael Keaton. Yeah, gonna have to put up my hand and say no. We on mentioned this Michael one Keaton too. earlier. All right, I have seen Birdman, so I'll just and I I did I it was a couple of years ago, so I, I it won Best Picture, man. Uh, <laughs> yeah, um, still didn't. Get yeah, to, fair enough. Get around to seeing it. So the general idea is it's this like washed up actor who played a superhero called Birdman in his past life, and he's okay. having yep. sort of a, a crisis. Uh, about his career, and he's on he's in this play, and he's kind of going a bit nuts, maybe because his old Birdman character keeps talking to him, and there's sort of yep. these scenes where he's like levitating and flying and stuff, and it's one of those things where you're like, is he imagining this? What's happening? So I'm thinking side scrolling platformer. <laughs> okay, <laughs> yeah, because I was gonna say if you're gonna do it in 3D, there's one big problem with 3D and the flying scenes. It's just that the never no one's ever really got it gotten it right. I mean, flying in three D. You think? Yeah, okay. Superman sixty four, absolute shit. Yeah, that's true. But it's been like twenty years since Superman sixty four. I think. Yeah, but there's a reason it's why been they haven't done years Superman since nineteen sixty four when Superman sixty four came out. <sighs> no, bad joke. Bad <laughs> joke. <laughs> no, okay, I'm thinking two so. D side scrolling platformer. Um, and and you've got a, you've got like a a um. You've got the ability to turn into a bird, into your Birdman character. Yep. But as you do that, it drives you further and further into your crisis and uh, into insanity. Yep. So you have to, so you can't use it too much. You have to use it sparingly, right? So the more that you actually use the Birdman, the more Birdman speaks to you. Yeah, like, like the voices in your head get louder. Um, you know, this is a troubled person. He can't be enabled into into. Uh, listening to these voices in his head and thinking he's actually Birdman, but mm-hmm. but sometimes you need to fly over a fucking pit. So that's the balance. And I'm thinking, oh yeah, and this is I'm thinking this is and this is going to get this game banned in Australia again. Maybe that's what we need to call, title this episode. What do people do to stave off mental illness? Drugs and alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> is that what happens in this movie? Uh, I mean, he drinks. Yeah, he drinks a fair bit. Okay, so it's just alcohol. All right, we can, alcohol. We can. All right. We we can do sort of like the um oh you you know what really pisses a lot of people off mm. inverted controls so um if you want to, if you want to run left you got to go you got to put it right well no I think I think right, we need to get put it left I think we and, need to get a bit more like look I'm not trying to stigmatize mental illness it's it's a very difficult situation for a lot of people alcohol is not the way to go about dealing with it and and mm-hmm. and either is dwelling on it by becoming a birdman. So I'm thinking you can use alcohol and it helps for a little while. Like it staves off those voices. It keeps you sort of in the in the now. But as mm-hmm. it wears off, it just like your mental state goes downhill even further. So there's another sort of balancing act there where you have to make it through the game without like either killing yourself with alcohol poisoning or 
just getting into such a state that you can't actually finish the game. So it gets to a state where he, he literally doesn't want to get out of bed and then you've actually lost because you've driven him to To, like, depression severe and... mental illness, yeah. I mean, so the end of the movie, spoilers, 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 um, there's an ambiguous ending because he's in hospital and his daughter comes back in and the window's open and he's gone. And so, like, it's like, did he kill himself? But she sort of has this joyous look on her face and looks up into the sky. And it's like, is, is he, did he fly away? You know, like, that's the whole thing. So, yeah, I guess it could end in suicide. That's getting a bit dark, though. That's getting very dark. I mean, unlike okay, the rest let, of this let's, game. <laughs> let's make it really, really happy now and go with Daniel Ryan's suggestion of Stargate SG-1. Yes. Now, why the fuck Daniel was this Ryan. never made into a game? We should have mentioned that Daniel Mason was from the Soap podcast, from our previous yes. uh, previous suggestion there. Daniel Ryan is from Nonfiction Gaming, and he has a podcast, Game Club, which I haven't listened to, but it looks cool, mm-hmm. and I might give it a go. Um, thank you for the suggestion. Yes, Stargate SG-1. Now, they have done at least one or two Stargate games, right? Have they? There was I definitely one. Well, there was like an MMO that they tried to do, and there was an action... In- sort of action shooter that they tried to do. But yeah, they, none of them have been good, that's for sure. I love, and you know that I love, open world games. Yes. That you can just sort of go around. Yes. Um, one of the latest one of one of those is Mass Effect Andromeda. You can literally fly between planets and all that yeah, sort of stuff. Yeah, it's a Mass well, Effect what's style more game. Fun, yeah, a Mass Effect style game. What's more fun than playing a Mass Effect style game, except you're in the Stargate universe with like characters from Stargate. You know, you've got to actually get to this other planet and you find like a new code that you can you can punch in and go to a new planet and all that sort of stuff. I think what could actually be kind of cool is that you have to actually um, find each of the codes because maybe yeah. Earth is actually blocked off. Once you actually get out in the out onto the first planet, yeah. Earth all of a sudden gets gets blocked off and you can't actually dial Earth. So you're trying to figure out how to actually um, get yeah, well, back. Yeah, that to happened Earth a lot on get... the show, didn't it? Like they'd have to yeah. they'd have to like go through five other planets or something because it was blocked for or like for certain reason or they'd have yeah they'd have to like jump around a whole lot to, to figure out mm-hmm. how to get how to get back to earth yeah that's a that's a cool that's a cool idea um so i'm thinking what you've got to actually do is work out how you can get to like the asgards oh yeah the grays basically yeah um and they can fly you back right because yeah they started bringing in all the fast and light travel and stuff when they met the asgards yep. yeah okay so the the idea of like you've got a very limited lot of gate codes that you actually know. So you've got to go through a number of different planets working out the gate codes. Yeah. And kind of in, in typical typical um, style, maybe you don't have everything to do, um, everything on that first planet. So you have to have to remember, okay, there was a puzzle here that I couldn't solve because I yeah, you got to like get back there x x thing to to finish that puzzle. So then when you find it like three or four planets later, then you then you know, oh, I can go back and I can see what yeah, was in we that, can go straight in that there, cave. Or, yeah, yeah. I'm thinking on each of the planets, you got maybe fast travel, so it's not just all walking around and all that sort of stuff. Kind of like you know how Skyrim, you know, once you find a place. It, yeah, yeah, that map. makes sense. So are you think, like, gameplay-wise, are you thinking Mass Effect-ish, like, basically RPG, but with action shooter sort of mechanics? Yeah. E- either either Mass Effect or it's Skyrim with lots of different worlds. Right. Like, I'd love it if each of the worlds was sort of the size of Skyrim, but there's, like, seven or eight of them. Can you play as a, what was it, the Tukra? Tukra? Um, I think right at the start, you get to customise what character you're going to be. You're the new member of the team. All right, so you get to play um, alongside like, Daniel Jackson and yeah. fucking Samantha um, Carter. And Samantha Carter. What's the main dude? 
Jack O'Neill. Jack O'Neill. So, okay. It's one of the later series where Jack O'Neill is actually taken over from um, Hammond. So, he doesn't come on all the... All the right. Um, but just because you don't think come. we'll be able to get Richard Dean Anderson to voice him. Well, I, I think I think Richard Dean Anderson will do his voice, but he won't he won't want to do all of all of the yeah, game. Right. So he appears at the start and at the end. Can we get some DLC that gives you the Kurt Russell skin from the movie? I don't know whether that will be taken very well by the <laughs> by the fans of the show. <laughs> Fuck him! Come on, it's DLC. <laughs> but uh, I I just don't understand why. Um, whenever they go into these sort of... Oh, Goul, that's one of... What are the Tokra then? That was like... That's the guy. That's probably something else. Oh, that was... What's his name? What's the fucking alien's name? We haven't... It's because we haven't seen it in a long time. Tilk. Tilk. Isn't Tilk a Tokra? But he's also got a gold. All these fucking apostrophe... Apostrophe, yes. um... No, wait, he's a Jafar. Jesus Christ. He's a Jafar. Who the hell. fuck are the Tokra? <laughs> I don't care. Whatever. Stargate. They should make a game. Yes. Why haven't they? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> is that it? I don't know. Um, no, we should keep going. So, so given given that it's um, given that it's SG one, they didn't really have melee melee weapons at all. So it was sort of shooting that, the whole did time. They, so uh, yeah, didn't they have those like taser thing? I guess no. I guess they were long range too. Um, so depending on what character you want to play, whether you want to play a Jafar or you want to play oh yeah, well um, oh yeah, you know, human or whatever. Well, you definitely got melee then- attacks. It's just. Like even even Tilk had like his bla- his staff blasted shit. Yep. Yeah. So I'm I'm kind of seeing you know almost a almost a yeah Mass Effect because it's got guns, but it's just based in the Stargate universe, and that's pretty much what I want. Yeah, you can't. We didn't need to do the last like five minutes. You just had to say yeah. Stargate, uh, Mass Effect set in the Stargate universe, and that was it. Yeah, that's what I want to play. That'd be awesome. Yep. Seven, eight, twenty-three worlds. All good. All good. Just, just keep keep on releasing new worlds. Like if you if you if you know some of the symbols for ones from the from the TV show, oh, yeah. put just them in as Easter eggs. Put them in as Easter eggs. You can't go very far. Maybe maybe you get marched out straight away. But the fact that you can actually get there and like talk to someone. Yeah. I don't know. Speaking of, I reckon that could be fun. Speaking of penises with knots in them, they had that gun that like. <laughs> <laughs> Um, all right, we have one more suggestion. No, two more suggestions. Two more. All right, let's get let's go through them. So, David Shark from uh, the Semicast. Well, first he suggested Super Mario Brothers the movie, but we did that way back in episode one. So now you have to go listen to it. Go check that out. <laughs> uh, but he put a second suggestion: Night Shift, which I again I haven't seen it. But I did look it up, and it's a 1982 movie, comedy movie, with Michael Keaton, uh, and looks awesome because I fucking love 80s comedy, so I'm going to have to go watch that right now. Uh, um, so, I don't know, should we go off, like, the Wikipedia? Oh, hell no. Or we'll just, hell no. We'll just go um, off the name? So, the name Night the Shift. The name Night Shift. Makes me, makes me think of horror. Okay. So, it makes I me think, think of, of Stephen King. It, I, think of, I think of Five Nights at Freddy's. So, yeah. so I'm thinking, I'm thinking a security guard because yep. that also makes me think of Night Shift, right? Yep. And yeah, I mean, you could do, you know, you could do some real interesting horror around a security guard walking around an abandoned whatever at night. Mm-hmm. Things jumping out at you. You've got your torch, or flashlight for the Americans. So remember that game, Eternal Darkness? Yes. Where 
like the sanity effects and stuff. The sanity effects and that sort of yep. stuff. So the more that you're going around this place, you start seeing things in the shadows, maybe. Yeah. And you you put the torch over there, and there's nothing. There's nothing much there, but you start hearing things. Move the torch over, and there's nothing out of place. But it's it's all just. Is it in your head? Is there something actually going on? And this needs to be know, a. This, I, there's a lot to go with. Yeah. That. I was going to say this needs to be a VR game, but I feel like that's almost too obvious. Yeah. Because there, there are people obvious. doing that, and we've sort of talked some of that sort of stuff in the past with VR horror. Yep. I don't know. How can we make this different? What's interesting about being a security guard? I mean, you, you've got your monitors, but then that's very Five Nights at Freddy's. I mean, Five Nights at Freddy's yeah. basically uh, is a security guard, isn't it? Is, uh, yeah. yeah, I want, I want to stay away from, from the single room because that's... No, and, no, no. I wasn't thinking single room. The gameplay elements from that... I'm not yeah. not a big fan of. I like the idea of being in the fray. Yeah, you know, yeah you're yeah, walking yeah. around. Um, there's a certain like every five minutes, maybe you've got to be able to do a complete lap. But you know, and sort of maybe even check in to to certain um so certain let's, places I'm, as I, you go. I feel like this is a bit. This is a little bit samey to things I've seen. I'm gonna I'm gonna give you an alternate suggestion, and it can, okay. it's still horror. But the other okay. thing I think of with night shift is like a 24 hour convenience store. Oh yeah, and you're the sole, you know, cashier clerk at a Seven Eleven style um, yep. store. But this same sort of shit is maybe happening. Like, uh, you know, maybe you get just the usual late night people coming in, and you have to serve them and stuff. But then you'll get people coming in who are just a little bit off and like start mm-hmm. saying some weird things that make you think something's going on. And so maybe you can like go out and just you know you can't go very far, but you can walk around the store. You can walk out like I mean inside the store. You can walk outside and like check things out. You know maybe at one point the lights fucking go off and you have to go and check the fuse box. Like there's a lot of opportunities there oh, yeah. for interesting horror but not just jump scares like creepy stuff with the people who come in and that sort of thing like some real um yeah i don't know so so you you see you see like a a guy in a hoodie sort of come in and you start going okay is he gonna rob me and it turns out that he's not but then you know the yuppie business guy comes in and then happens to pull out a submachine gun and and, you know rob you that sort of thing well or you never know or like by the look of the characters yeah yeah yeah, that's that's true. Um, but I'm also thinking like the guy in the hoodie comes in, and when you look at him, he's normal. But when you get a glimpse of him in like the round the or in the round, like the mirror up in the corner, like the wide angle mirror, you see just fucking like dark smoke and tentacles sort of coming out of his hood. Oh. But only for that, I like you that. know, only as he moves past the mirror for a, for a second. But I'm, I'm imagining, you know, if it's if it's sort of like you only really see that sort of stuff if it's in like the peripheral. Of of like your yeah, I mean it's hard screen. to do. It's hard to do that well. I think it does need to. Be, some of it would have to be just preset, like you know that the, they do only move past quickly for a moment. You could mm-hmm. definitely have an yeah. You could definitely have a sense of if they're not looking directly at it. It's it's it doesn't show up or it's not as obvious or something. Um, yeah, but I, yeah, I I like that idea of having to sort of balance almost mundane tasks. Like you still have to serve people. Just you know, just basic yeah. stuff. Kind of like they come in, go pack of cigarettes, and you reach yeah, up. Yeah, but there's going to be that just that building dread that something's going on. You never know if the next customer is going to be something fucked up or just someone regular. You know. Yep. Is there a clock that that goes by that sort of tells you what the sort of time is, so you know how much longer you got left on your night? Yeah, shift? yeah, for sure. And maybe there's certain times of the night. Or maybe you start dis- start discovering or start realizing that at certain times of the night more messed up stuff happens. Or maybe there's sort of a story across each night 
um, maybe a bit of a papers please sort of vibe where like you know most nights are just you know maybe it's even that the first yeah maybe it's even that the first few nights like almost nothing out of the ordinary happens but But you you know you gotta go out and stock the shelves and you go yeah and you and you you start overhearing people because you got your regulars coming in and stuff and you start overhearing things that like something's gonna happen at like 2am on a certain night or you know so you've got and, and tune your radio into this into this because something's gonna something oh the radio would be cool if- too you could have that going the whole time like i'm thinking each night is only maybe like five ten minutes max oh yep yep maybe one night you have the customer who comes in who's a regular so they go oh, i really need to use the restroom and they they go in there but then but like then you go and you check know, it then there's a, you go and check it later there's and other people gone. like they never come out they're gone but you never actually saw them yeah. come out so you and there's like something left in there, of... like something new written on the wall or something. Yeah, that's I really cool. Like, like you could really do some awesome shit with that. And I'm thinking just, but it's it's pretty much a single narrative. You could put some procedural stuff in there to to mix it up a little bit each time. But I mean, like papers, please. You know, you've got your regular gameplay elements, but it's building into this overarching thing where there are specific moments where things happen. But yeah, just the first time playing through it is going to be this really interesting build of. You know, because you you'll introduce your regular characters and and you can get friendly with them and you could even you can bring in some stuff where it's like, is this regular character like part of this whole Cthulhu esque fucking dark horror shit that's going on, or are they going to be just as fucked up by it as you are, sort of thing? Mm-hmm. Okay, so I really like this idea. I'm just trying to think what else, what other small tasks do you have to sort of do each night? I'm thinking change the coffee. Um, yeah, change the coffee, the coffee um, fix the sleeping machine when it dies. Yeah, you could just have some really regular maintenance tasks that happen. Like there's a there's a like fluorescent light that f- always flickers that you have to just go and, and you've got to go get the ladder. Yeah, you have to go, and whack go, it. go fix it yeah. up. And maybe when someone comes in to get their fuel, you get a little buzzer when they yeah you have to when they they lift the handle so you got to go flick the button so that they can actually be filling but then you got to be checking out out there to make sure that they actually come in and pay for yeah. it and if not then you got to mark down what their what their yeah. license plate yeah. number was and- yeah yeah i like you know maybe you can go back and check security tapes if you need to and that sort of thing if you know and if you maybe the that's license. where some other freaky stuff well can, exactly can actually happen yeah on- yeah, well, maybe that's it. Maybe if you tapes. do get someone who run who who takes their gas, you have to go back and check the security cameras because maybe it only keeps like the last, I mean, in game the last couple minutes. But you know, it's like one of those cycling security cameras for some reason they don't have much tape. <laughs> but I just mean that <laughs> it gives you a time element that like, oh shit, you yeah, you get like the buzzer on your console. It's like someone's left without paying for their fuel, so you you've got a certain amount of time before you have to. You have to go back, check the tape, um, find their. But as you're cycling through the cameras, you saw a guy in the corner of of your convenience store, and it's like, hang on, I didn't. Yeah, or like you're looking outside, like you're looking at the tape outside to see. All right, they came with, they came up, they got their gas, and then like a hole just fucking opens up, and the car sunk into it, or like, or like just, or just like disappeared out into a puff of smoke or whatever, like something. And, And then, and then you see a little bit of static in the car's back. And it's like, what the and it just, fuck and it is drives going off on? But yeah, like, yeah, exactly. Like, you could do some really fucked up shit. I don't know. If, I don't like the Five Nights at Freddy's of the Five Nights. No, I think it need to be longer than that. You want a couple of nights that are almost completely mundane. And this is why they need to be fairly short levels. Yeah. You know, you're not... But maybe get longer as it goes. Probably. Probably as more stuff so, happens. So, the last night, you know, there's just some interesting stuff. If you turn the radio to a certain frequency at a certain time, then you get some extra information. And- yeah, well, particularly if you're overhearing conversations of stuff that's going on like yeah you could have the radio be this ever-present background thing 
that's just that's tying it all tying things together and you get you know you hear things about people who have come in or like or they corroborate information or or maybe they don't like the radio says one thing but then you know it doesn't jive with what someone told you in their conversation so you're like oh shit yep. like so my other question is do you have like a messaging sort of thing going on as well like um you've got to be messaging with either your girlfriend or your or the boss or something like that you know a significant other or and if you don't keep up to date with what they're they're sort of doing as well then you know you can actually hurt your relationship with that with said person maybe or, i mean that could just be another another way to maybe the boss flavor. gives you gives you an extra thing that you have to do um so you've got to be checking your phone every now and again just to make sure that he hasn't given you another job right. that you you have to get done at a certain yeah, time yeah well i think and, the phone could definitely be another way to to just add flavor and yeah and tasks um and keep the story going like it doesn't have to be a specific thing you you know you 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 get a text and it and it is just your your significant other saying hey love you hope your night's going well but it could be your boss saying hey make sure you do such and such before you close tonight or your mum saying like can you pick up milk i don't know you know can can you please bring home milk Yeah, and you have to make sure to because i want that with with my cereal and just and that could just and that things, could just but... build into the, the next the next night you you've, you scroll back and you've got text from your mum saying you forgot the fucking milk <laughs> you had to eat dry <laughs> cornflakes Jonathan <laughs> <laughs> okay well I love that I love that game I can't wait to play it so someone please make it <laughs> yeah I really like that one I really like that one okay and our final um suggestion was by sam harkin who you can hear on the latest episode of the inconsolables or on his own uh, video podcast vivid la la land la la land la la land i haven't so, seen it neither have i we really suck with seeing these movies okay <laughs> what happens when um, we for suggestions. how many have we seen so, one uh yeah, yeah i think one. so well, well I've, I've, we've seen no two so we're just gonna go off the name again la la land <laughs> Yeah, so uh, I hear that it's a musical. So yep. how does musical actually tie in? Yeah, into a I game? feel like I've, I feel like musicals kind of haven't made their way into games yet in a big way, and I mean for fairly obvious reasons. You know, it's it's hard to. I mean, how do you make that into a game mechanic for one? Other mm-hmm. than like, I guess a rhythm game, but that's sort of that's almost abstracting it too. Yeah, yeah, <sighs> just a boring a boring level. And yeah, you sort of, I mean, musicals are highly choreographed and when you've got to play a character, you can't guarantee they're going to do what they ask. Unless, I suppose, you make... Quick time Well, rates. or no, I was going to say, if you make that the goal, um, that they have to be in a certain place at a certain t- time doing the right thing, singing the right thing. Yeah, I'm not sure how exactly that translates into game mechanics. Maybe it is fucking quick time events. The ever-hated press X to sing... Well, I'm thinking maybe you've got here are your points that you got to get to and hit a button at this time. But getting there is is your sort of thing. Once if you if you hit that particular spot and hit hit the correct button at the right time, your character continues to sing the music and then you sort of have to navigate to to the next spot that mm. that um appears on your. On I your don't thing. know. And there's like a choreographed sort of dance. That's all well and good. It sounds it sounds a bit boring as a game, to be honest. I've got I've got another idea. Okay. Yep. Go, so, shoot. la la dog penis. Hmm? Dog penis. <laughs> Fuck. La la land. So it's a land where everything sings. Inanimate mm-hmm. objects sing. People sing. Animals sing. 
fucking cloud sing mm-hmm. and this I haven't really thought this all the way through but there's some sort of game mechanic around changing the notes that pe- that things are singing at to create like discordant or harmonizing like chords you know like mel- uh, you know harmonies to to solve puzzles okay so yeah you, you sort of like I said I haven't really thought this through past that <laughs> Um, how, I guess, how, so how, in such a game, how would you go about changing the note something's singing? Is it just that you kind of give it a whack and it changes? <laughs> Kick that dog um, and now it's singing in an E. So I'm just wondering, do you have like, maybe it's a magical remote control. Okay. That you can just point it and at something Walken and give it change. To me? And uh, yeah, he can be <laughs> in the game. Um, but you use like the channel up and down to like, to... To go between like the pitches, okay, and then you can use the volume up and down to to well, or actually, I mean, volume. or amusingly, mm, mm-hmm. I guess this wouldn't work quite as well because of the, t- the tempo and stuff. But if you did like fast forward and slow down, you could change their pitch as well. But like it literally, like there's a dog running by singing a song in in C, <laughs> and you like speed it up, and now it's singing in F, and that harmonizes okay. better with the cloud that's above. <laughs> How about you've also got a mechanic for later levels that has a pitch lock? Right. So, okay. so say the dog is actually singing too slow. You've got to speed it up oh. with singing the correct pitch so you can pitch lock it and then speed him up. Okay, that's interesting. So, you've got, yeah, so you've got different controls around pitch and tempo. But yeah, until you get the pitch lock tool, uh, like change, they, they change in accordance with each other. So you slow something down, it gets lower yeah. in pitch. All right. So I'm thinking because it's like a cloud and that sort of stuff, maybe they're not singing full songs with lyrics and no. stuff. Maybe they're making notes as part of a song. So you're trying to actually, you know, okay, this over here, I think is, is like the, the root of, of the, the entire song. So I need to make everything else match yeah. that. Yeah. Or maybe there's a certain melody, like maybe it's sort of a, a bit of a sequencer sort of thing where, yeah, every, everything in the world or everything in the level is, is playing a couple of notes repeating over a certain you know time period uh and it's a matter of sort of almost fitting them together like a puzzle and what you can actually do is also pause things so you can so you can focus on one thing at a time or or at least mute them yeah yeah. i think mute them well because then you still got the because then maybe you still got the visuals you know because there'll obviously be some visuals going along with their tempo and what they're singing and because maybe there's something around their positioning in the world as well, like it maybe affects where in the loop they start their sequence or something. Um, mm-hmm. So there's an element of having to shift them around, get them in the right position, get them right pitch, get them right, the right tempo, that, yeah, it's going to end up being a melody that is recognisable as, oh, this is what I'm supposed to be creating here, and, like, the fucking door opens or whatever, like, whatever your end game is, your end goal. Okay. <laughs> Uh, I mean, are there any other sort of um, tools that we can bring in? Maybe you come across someone who sings really badly, you have to auto-tune them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I get like, that. Like, just for a certain time, though. Like, so you... Because I think the end result has to be a single performance of this loop, basically. And it could be varying lengths of how long... You know, like, they get longer as you go, and they might add lyrics and stuff. Where it's literally, you know, there's someone walking down the street... And every now and then they just sing like, hey, baby, you know, and that that has to fit in with the song as well. Or maybe like there's multiple people, they're singing different lyrics and you have to get them to line up right. And, in the right, in the right order. order. And, and, and so yeah, therefore and, maybe you do have to pause 
pause them to make sure that they're coming in. Okay, I want them to come in now. Well, yeah, that's sort of what I meant. Well, but mate, I'm I'm thinking about it as a really like you're just interacting with these people in the world. So it's not necessarily that you have to pause them. Maybe you have to like go over there. Like maybe you have to put something in front of them so they have to go around it so that by the time they get to the other person, yeah. Um, the person who's singing like, I want to fuck you, hey, baby. <laughs> like, that they line up properly. <laughs> um, yeah, I feel like th- that's really cool. Like, you could do some really interesting shit there. I like mm. that. Fuck, we're coming up with some really awesome ideas this week. Fuck having guests on. <laughs> oh, they're holding us me. back. No, we love it. We love our guests. We love our guests. They're awesome. We we really love our guests. Um, but I think that's actually going to do us for tonight. Yeah, we've run pretty long. <laughs> Thank you for joining us here today on BitStorm. I know it's been a little bit different having just us two, but hopefully you've enjoyed it. We had fun. We certainly we did. We always do, but... Always do, but this this was a, was a, a nice refreshing change. change. It was a nice change, for sure. I'm Trevor Scott. And I'm Ben Slinger. So, a game where you have to sneak out of class when you get a page and go find a phone. I'd play that. <laughs>